Hello, and welcome to GuidesYou.com, the program that guides you through financial and life challenges. This week on Guide You, Wendy gives a brief overview on wills. If you don't do anything and you pass away, your assets are going to pass under the laws of intestacy, which is a fancy way of saying um, what the default laws if you don't have a will. It's a little bit harder to go through that. It takes a little bit longer. So it's really kinder to people to have a will. It can be a little tricky to make sure that people know about your will. I like people to um, put it with their other financial documents as we talk about in my programs. But I also think it's useful if you uh, have some contact information about who your lawyer is, who did the will. Every state has slightly different rules about how wills work. And so that's why we typically use a lawyer in each state. But sometimes people will do um, an online program. Um, Nolo.com has one. Um, uh, Willmaker Pro is a software program that does it. I can't help people with that because I'm not an attorney and that's called practicing law. So we're not allowed to do that as CPAs and CFPs. But I do want you to know that if you have a very simple will, um, we sometimes call those um, a sweetheart will, um, where you just leave everything to your spouse. It can be very economical to just do it yourself. But you still need to go through the procedures of getting them witnessed and having it where people can find it. So if you don't leave a will, um, what happens is each state law is going to say that some of it, half of it will go to your spouse, for example. Some of it will go to your children. The laws of intestacy are, are ba based on English common law, and they're pretty reasonable. I don't like people to rely on that, though. In the United States, it's easiest if you have a will, because otherwise we're looking for the will to see if there is one. The absence of one can be quite consuming as we try to figure out what you intended. Sometimes we have a trust. And the trust is sometimes created in the will, a testamentary trust. Mine said, um, at my death, a trust is created for the benefit of my minor children. I didn't have the trust funded ahead of time. It was just going to be created at my death. But sometimes, um, once you don't have minor children anymore, you might have a trust that you already have in existence, a revocable trust. And then the will is called a pour-over will, where we say anything that's not in the trust, pour it into the trust. So we don't have both an estate and a trust to, to handle. So those are common types of wills. I want to tell you a story that was, everybody in this story got sued. I mean, it was a terrible story. Um, a gentleman friend of mine was um, imminently dying. He had stomach cancer, and he was going to die. And he was 20 years older than his wife. He um, had a sweetheart will. It said, all of my money goes to my darling wife. Her will said, my money goes to my darling nieces and nephews, who she had been very close to throughout her life, and they had no children of their own. So he's in the hospital. He's dying, and actually hospice center, and he's dying. His wife comes to visit him and slips and falls in the ice outside of his hospice center and dies. 
a week before he died. Oh, it was a mess. So we, I knew his will left everything to her. So I hauled in um, an attorney. I, I was not there, but I called him up and got him over there and said, um, he needs a new will. So this man's on his deathbed. He's making a new will. And he does not want to leave anything to his own heirs for a variety of reasons, which I won't get into, but uh, part of why people got sued. But he did want to leave stuff to his, um, nieces, his wife's nieces and nephews. So he named the amounts he wanted to leave. He said, I want to leave 100,000 to each one of these nieces and nephews. But he didn't know how much money he had. And he had millions of dollars. And he said, and the residual can go to, and he just sort of pointed to this lovely physical therapist who was in the room, who he um, you know, had been a good helper to him in his days and he wanted to appreciate her. He had no idea that he was leaving her millions of dollars and several lawsuits. Um, so the moral of this story is you do not know who will die first. You simply do not. So do fancy lawyer language to make sure you account for all of these different contingencies. And also do percentages in your will. Do not do named amounts. The only time you should do a named amount is if it's somebody who you're basically disinheriting. So if you wanted to make sure that you knew that um, you don't want to leave money to your brother and you don't want him to sue saying that he should have been in your will, you can leave him $1,000, assuming that that will be a minor amount of your assets. One hopes he doesn't end up being the sole beneficiary of your entire will. Um, so you might even then just say, you know, 0.1% or something goes to him or, or even just say it clearly that um, I'm aware that I have a brother and I do not wish to leave him money. So you just want to name what you intend very clearly in your will and do it in percentages because you may not pass away for many, many, many years and inflation will be at, at, your, um, uh, at your assets in the meantime. So those are a couple stories about wills. I hope that helps. Thanks again for joining us for this week's presentation by GuidesU.com. Subscribe to see upcoming episodes and ring the bell to get notifications when a new video is up. For more information about our programs, go to www.guidesu.com. See you next time!